everyone and welcome to this podcast brought to you by Charles Cameron. Today I'm joined by Pete over at Generation Home and today we're going to be talking about what life is like as a first-time buyer looking out on the market and what Generation Home can do for yourselves when you are looking to purchase your first property. So welcome Pete to this session. Thank you very much, lovely to to be here. (laughs) Lovely, great. So I mean, in terms of kind of buying your first home, it is a very big step for many people across the UK. The main hurdle is saving for that very important deposit. So what sort of mortgages are out there for people who might have a smaller deposit? Of course. And the first point is you're completely right. Um, There are 4.3 million renters under 44 and 830,000 of those wanted to buy in the last 12 months. But of those who didn't, which was sadly the majority, 600,000, 350,000 of them couldn't because of the deposit. So you've really hit the nub on what is a fundamental challenge for, 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 for first-time buyers accessing the housing market. I think what's really good in the broader market is we are at last seeing, um, over the past couple of years, a greater availability of 95% non-value mortgages. We've still seen that availability stay constant. A generation home, we offer that as well. But I think probably more crucially, more importantly than that, is for a number of people, they are lucky enough to be able to get support from the bank of mum and dad. Um, in fact, our numbers suggest between 15 and 60% of first-time buyers are able to access that in some form. So we've created a product called the Deposit Booster, where we are able to take that deposit, that support uh, from, from the parents or family, but protect it in a way that it gives, as a lender, our security, so we know we can lend and, uh, and it's going to be a, a, we have our security in place. But equally, it means that should something go wrong further down the line, if there's a split or a divorce, um, sadly, and these things do happen, it means that the, the deposit that the friend or the family has given is protected and saved within our, within our equity, within our charge. So that is a brilliant way of being able to really buy a bigger house and get on the housing market quicker by, by accessing the support of um, the friends and family. Fabulous, absolutely. So... In terms of kind of that deposit boost that you are offering, if someone has initially helped you to buy your home and they are kind of their deposit is there, it's being protected, can you eventually buy out that person when you have the means to do so? Of course, at any point. Um, Just let us know. You can do it digitally. You can do it online. And you don't need to buy it all out in one go. You can pay a little bit off. You can pay a lot off. You can pay all of it off. And and it's done digitally online, uh, safely and securely. Perfect. So, I mean, in, in terms of, for we talked about uh, the, the bank of mum and dad, mm-hmm. which for a lot of people don't know, if it was a real bank, it would actually be the UK's 10th largest lender because there is a lot of help coming from family members. But some first-time buyers, they are in a lucky position where they can get financial assistance from a family member. But what about if it was to come from a third party? Is that something that Generation Home can assist with? Of course, with the deposit, with, with, the, with the deposit booster, we, we really can. Um, it's we can really grow that circle of people who can help considerably because because we are able to take that deposit and put it, wrap it up into our, our mortgage charge, it's there, it's safe, it's secure, and it's ring-fenced. So actually, um, should circumstances change further down the line for the borrower or for the, for the booster, um, it's there in a legally robust and safe and secure um, way. So there's, there's no risk of, or there's a far reduced risk of that, uh, of the person helping them out sort of paying the penalty later on for their generosity. Brilliant. So it was really a versatile way of getting deposit from someone who's able to help you. Exactly. And actually, I should make the point of what what we we find is whilst the typical deposit when you don't have a deposit booster is about £12,000, 
when 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 people know that they've got a, a confidence that they are their money is safe that they're providing, um, they typically double that. So we find with our with our deposit boosters, they are helping out to the tune of twenty three thousand pounds towards the deposit sure. rather than yeah. twelve. Now that potentially all else being equal doubles the size it's a huge of the property. Jump, absolutely, a, it, it, it really means you can get your your dream property balance quicker. Brilliant, perfect. And in terms of kind of the deposit booster as well, if that person has helped you to get onto the property and maybe they set that up as a loan. So they're going to give you that loan for you to purchase the property. Do you take into consideration the repayments of that loan back to the person that's helped you with the deposit booster? No, we don't need to because helpfully the way we structure it is, as you rightly say, we will accept it as a loan, but it's set up as an equity loan. So there's no interest payable. There's no monthly payments associated with that loan. But it's simply that um, if I put down a 10000 deposit on £100,000 property, I can take that as a 10% equity loan, so if the property goes to 200 that simply becomes £20,000 uh, as the equity grows. But crucially, it's repayable when the property is sold or remortgaged, so that you don't need to consider it as part of the monthly affordability. It's, sure, it's really, something that would be repaid as a lump sum. Repaid sure. as a lump sum. Clearly, as I said before though, if um, your circumstances improve and you, you wish to sort of start buying out with a deposit booster, very straightforward. You can you can do that whenever you want to, digitally, online. Fabulous, perfect. So, I mean, there's a lot of young professionals out there as well who are looking to purchase their first home, and they do have a starting salary within their new jobs, but there is a very clear trajectory of what their salary will increase to after maybe certain exams have been taken or after they spend a certain amount of time within that company. So, how does Generation Home take a view on that for people who are going to be getting higher income in the future? Um, I. I think it's a really, really important point. And one of the things I've seen doing lending over the years is that actually getting the demographic, understanding the customer, their demographic is actually more important than the credit score. You see, we certainly saw that over the global financial crisis and we've seen it over the over recent stresses as well. Um, so there are two dimensions to it in terms of how we can help. Um, the first of all is, is, is from an underwriting perspective, and we will do this. Uh, I'd like to think most lenders would, but we certainly do is that where we can see that there's a stable growing income trajectory, we are legally required to use the income they have today, to, today but we can be lenient in other respects and we'll try and, so for those marginal affordability cases, we can work that much harder to make that case fit because we, we have confidence that this is someone who's going to be earning more future. I think more crucially um, is when you think about the role of income boosters. So these, 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 these people will be paying a, a rent, say £600 a month, let's just say that is, most lenders are assessing affordability of 800 mm-hmm. but the actual mortgage is probably going to be 400 Much less. Much, much less. Yeah. Um, so the role of the income boost in bridging that gap, so if they can find someone, um, uh, a family member, who can be on standby, should they, in the very unlikely event they're going to have to pay £800 a month, then the income booster will bridge that gap, help them get up, get on the ladder, and then as their income grows and they can afford their mortgage in their own right, um, then clearly the income booster can stand back um, and um, and let the let the the, the, the first time buyer, let the young professional um, have the mortgage on their own two feet. So it bridges the, the income booster product bridges that gap of affordability until they're they're earning until increases. they can then support that mortgage on their own. Exactly. Sure. 
So, I mean, there, there is a lot of uh, lenders at the moment who offer, say, joint mortgage sole proprietor, where you've got two people on the mortgage, but maybe only one person on the deeds of the property. But a lot of these lenders, if they are using the income of an additional person on the mortgage, they will base uh, that mortgage off the eldest applicant's age, as opposed to maybe the person who is actually going to be caretaking that mortgage. So do you use that, that similar assessment where you're looking at the eldest person, or is it based on the, the main mortgagee, the person who buying that property? The reason why you have to do that is you need to consider the affordability for all involved and like most lenders we have a maximum age of 85. However, we do something genuinely, if I say to myself, quite clever um, in that we have a something we call an ejector seat. So what we do is we figure out, you as the first time buyer, obviously over time you're paying down your mortgage and therefore your, your balance reduces. So we figure out at what point could you afford the mortgage, the new mortgage balance, um, within your own income? Um, and set, let's say your mortgage, you can afford a mortgage of £80,000 by yourself, but you need the booster to, to afford a, the £100,000 you initially need. So we figure out when the mortgage balance goes down to £80,000, and at that point, we, uh, for the purposes of uh, the lending assessment, would remove the booster. Um, so therefore, the, the, the fact that the booster may be nearly 85 moves, go, goes away because they are no longer the mortgage. So basically, we can offer a much longer term by using this ejector seat. Um, oh, fabulous. That's a very different way of looking at it than most lenders offer. It's unique, I believe. So yeah, uh, it, it's, it's really quite smart. Um, although I would say that. So in terms of kind of you're getting help from family members or you're getting help from someone who's maybe giving you that loan, that, that equity share in your property to help you with that deposit... Um, I know you have this dynamic ownership. So if you're looking to maybe purchase a property with a friend or a partner, but you are looking to, to maybe structure the property based on maybe someone's higher income or maybe someone's got more deposits to put in. So how, how do you look at that exactly? Um, and it, this, dynamic, this dynamic ownership really is, I think, these, the most standard, unique elements of the Generation Home Proposition. Um, because what we are able to do is track every payment um, to, to create what we call an equity ledger. So we start off with your deposit, we look at who's put money into the deposit um, to, to, buy that, to buy the property, um, and that gives us a start point on the equity ledger. And then, let's say three people are buying, or you have two first-time buyers and a, um, and a, and a booster. We, are, we take monthly payments of, of each of them, a direct debit of each of them, and we are able to track exactly how much of that is paying off the mortgage principal, and therefore how much equity that person is individually accruing in their property. So every pound that goes into the mortgage, be it as a deposit or as a monthly mortgage payment, is then tracked in our equity ledger. So we can say exactly what your share of the equity is, and that will vary o- o- over time. And it's quite flexible, so if you did want to then gift some of that equity or transfer it across to one of your other mortgagors, that's perfectly fine, you can do it. But we have, but that, that idea of being able to see exactly what your share is of a mortgage, I think is A, a is pretty unique, um, and B is such an important thing for should things go wrong further down the line, if, if, you know, if, if couples split up or they want to sell, you've suddenly got that clarity 
on exactly who owns what, which too often is, is, not, is not present. So it makes life an awful lot easier in terms of future-proofing people's uh, financial position. Absolutely. And I mean, in, in terms of kind of the dynamic ownership, obviously people are going to be paying maybe different amounts in per month or different amounts initially. Is there a way for them to, to kind of track how much That's, they've got in the property? We, we do. That, so initially that is. So if every if, if, if you put in £100 in and your partner puts in £200 in, um, we, we were able to say, well, what percentage of the repayment is, is that £100, £200? We track it. You can see the role of every mortgage payment you've made um, in terms of creating that, that level of equity. Um, and it's all securely wrapped up into our charge um, so that it's protected. Uh, it, it can't be sort of accessed unofficially. It's, 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 a, it's in a very safe and sort of legally defined place. Absolutely. And in terms of kind of maybe buying back more shares, so maybe someone's had a bonus from work and they'd like to make, make a larger overpayment to sort of buy more percentage in that property, are they limited to how much they can buy because they've got other people as dynamic owners as well? Or is it very flexible? No, it's, it's very flexible. Simply, you make the overpayment um, and then your share will increase. If you decided you wanted to move some of that allocation across to your, to your co-owners, you have the flexibility to do that or equally it remains yours. So. Fabulous. Excellent. And I mean, because you've got three people on the mortgage, they might not necessarily be your partner. They might be a friend or a family member. And you're all making a structured repayment, which you've maybe previously agreed. If one person was to miss their monthly repayment, would that have an impact on the other people on that dynamic ownership? So would that affect their credit score because someone's missed it? It, it could do. Um, and ultimately, most all mortgages, to my knowledge, um, are joint in several in the sense that all the parties are equally accountable for the mortgage. And the reason for that is, is actually quite simple, is that as a lender, we have a security. Um, and if the payments aren't made, we need to be able to enforce the, the security, and that will affect all of the people who are on the mortgage equally. Um, so it would do. Um, but what we do do is we have a number of provisions to allow people to um, make good and buy out shares of people who aren't performing, because clearly it's not very fair if two people are making a mortgage payment and the third person isn't. Sure. Um, we, we put, we put a, a provision in that uh, you can then buy that person out and thus protect your credit score if that's, if that's a risk. The other important bit, and we stress this, and in fact it's mandatory, is we do insist on people taking independent legal advice. For that reason, as you said, there are consequences. If one party doesn't pay, that will affect your credit score. So it's important you understand the consequences of that. So independent legal advice, very important. It's very necessary for yeah. this type of ownership. It is, sure. absolutely. Absolutely. So just kind of go moving on to maybe mortgage affordability as well. So a lot of lenders on the market, they'll offer anything between four times or five or even 5.5 or sometimes even six times your, your income in order to assess the mortgage affordability. So do you offer that same affordability criteria? When it comes to offering a, a boring conventional mortgage, yes, we certainly do. We, we do four and a half times. Uh, we will go to five and a half times. Although, as you'd expect, when there's more of a stretch, um, we we sort of make sure it's only to the people who are we are most convinced will have the ability to afford that that that, that extra stretch. But really, um, in some respects, it's it's because of the income boosters, it's less relevant because actually the income boosters give you so much more buying power that actually um, the LTI becomes immaterial for the lending we're able to offer. You know. The generosity and the contribution of a typical income booster means that seven, eight times your, your salary becomes very doable, but clearly the overall position is a very low low risk because of the, the role of the income booster. Absolutely. So there's lots of different ways that you'll look at the 
affordability based on whether it's just yourself buying a loan or with a friend, with a family member. There are very different ways of assessing Co- that. Correct, exactly. Sure. That. exactly. Absolutely. So there's really an amazing proposition here by Generation Home. You know, there's so much out there that they can potentially assist you with that maybe other lenders just haven't done yet. So I'd like to give a big thanks to Pete for, for joining me today to talk through everything. It's been really illuminating to understand what you're doing here at Generation Home. So thank you so much. Thank you very much. Really kind and really welcome the opportunity. Lovely. So this this proposition is here for, for everyone to use. If you do want to speak to one of our brokers about potentially what Generation Generation Home can do for you, please do get yourself booked in at your your company's website to book into a meeting with an advisor to discuss this further. And also in the the, the text of this podcast as well, there are some links to some really great uh, visual explainer videos from Generation Home to give a really good understanding of what they do. So again, thank you very much, Pete. And thank you to everyone for listening. I hope this was useful and we will see you next time. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.